What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I'm your host, Johnny K. Let's get into it. It's Friday. It's the rundown where we talk about what's going on in this crazy world and figure out if we can come to reasonable conclusions that help that helps all of humanity, everybody. So first things first, this is wild. There's a first of all, the main story you're gonna hear of, that we're gonna get to in this podcast last. You're going to hear a lot about Australia now. So you're starting to hear about Trump, uh, you know, giving nuclear secrets or whatnot. Australia, Australia, Australia. Well, there's a reason why it's Australia. There is a, they are a key component of the censorship industrial complex, and we're going to break that down at the end of this episode. It is so massive. I can't even believe this is happening in 2023. But what's even crazier is that for a large group of people, these tactics are being normalized, like having a one-party state. So historically, in the United States of America, you have a candidate, at least. You have one that's elected from the Democrat. This isn't, listen, this is being a political objective. You have a candidate from the Democratic Party and a candidate from the Republican Party. And there's two main, there's some independents every now and then. Yeah, but there's really two. All right. And that happens every four years. And then you have an election. Could you imagine a time where one of the parties is the president and they're running for re-election against uh, a new opponent of the other main party? And mainstream news outlets come out with covers on their magazines and newspapers saying federal agencies like the FBI are targeting voters of one of your, of your competitor, of the candidate of the other major party. That if you are a supporter of that person, there's only two, if you're a supporter of one of the two, then we are going to target you on behalf of the federal agencies. Okay, that is what happens. Let's just think about this. That is what happens in countries that we say, oh, that can never happen here. Or, oh, my God, that is so, oh, my God, it's a dictatorship. It's a one-party one state. That's what that is. And the fact that this is somehow okay, just think about this. Could you imagine George H.W. Bush running against Bill Clinton? Bill Clinton challenges him, right? And then all of a sudden, all the mainstream says, Anyone who wants to vote for Bill Clinton is going to be targeted by the FBI and you'll be locked up. You are a threat from within because you are going after, you are competing against the current president and we want to be president forever. I mean, that is what a dictator would do. This is real though. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know, but you're about to see it right now because this is crazy. Newsweek, it's a mainstream publication, supposedly a news outlet, allegedly. This is on their X account. Official Newsweek magazine exclusive. The FBI targets Trump followers as the 2024 election nears. Listen, we don't support any candidate on the Jonathan Cogan show. We don't support Trump. We don't support Biden. We don't support anyone because we believe all politicians are frauds and they are the true threat to democracy. Okay. No politician can be good because they wouldn't be a politician. So we don't trust anyone. Now, with that said, because we are not on anyone's side, this is the most insane cover of all time. There is a presidential election in a year, and this cover is saying that the FBI is targeting one of the two parties, which means there's only one party. 
that that would become a one-party state if you're targeting the only competition. It says, literally, this is 10-13-2023. This is wild. The enemy within, exclusive. The FBI targets MAGA as the 2024 electioneers, which, if you remember, in 2020, 75 million people voted that way. 75 million. So it's not like fringe. It's not like, I don't even care. It's not about what you think of one of the two parties. It has nothing to do with that. 75 million Americans who have a different political point of view. Because there's really only two that are in the mainstream, either the Republican side or the Democrat side. These are people that happen to be on the Republican side. And the mainstream news is saying, we are going to go after those 75 million people before the very election that is coming up. That is, that sounds, can we be unbiased here? Can we all take a step back? That seems a little, I don't know, maybe that really is election interference. Maybe that is meddling in our elections. Why can't the elites and the federal agencies just leave our elections alone and just let the peasants decide? And whoever wins, wins. And everyone as Americans, we all get behind it. We move on. No matter which way it goes. I don't care which way it goes. All I care about is that the peasants get to vote for the very person who is going to run the country. I don't think it's in our best interest for the FBI and the CIA and all these censorship industrial complex agencies to alter search results, to arrest people, to uh, go after uh, people who want to vote a certain way prior to a federal election. That sounds like a bad idea. It sounds like it's not in our best interest. This is the real cover, and it's showing people that voted for Trump. It has nothing. This is nothing. If this said the same thing, but they're going after Biden voters, this podcast would be the exact same as it is right now. Exact same. I'd be 100% consistent. If you go after one of the two political parties, we have a major issue. And the fact that you could put this on a cover and people are like, oh, okay, it's just the cover of Newsweek and are now outraged, absolutely outraged. And then on the top it says Yum Kipper War 50 years later, whatever, whatever. That has nothing to do with the situation, but, you know, God bless. Uh, uh, that the people aren't outraged saying, hey, this is like kind of scary. Maybe we should talk about this. Maybe we should address the situation that there is an election and they are telling you on the cover of a mainstream news outlet, they are coming for you if you don't vote the way we want you to vote. You must support Biden or we're coming after you. That is psychotic. That is like dictatorship, communism, banana republic, banana world. That's insanity. And the fact that you can come out with this cover and life just moves on like it's normal they're, they're able to normalize going after one of the two parties? Are you out of your mind? Can we get behind the idea that maybe the FBI shouldn't target Biden voters, Trump voters, Kennedy voters, Cornell West voters, any voter of any sort? Maybe they should just try to protect Americans uh, against like crimes or whatever they do and not worry about who's voting for who? And telling us to our face that they're coming after us if you don't vote the way we want you to vote. You must 
vote for Joe Biden. You must love this guy. They're like forcing it down your throat. You must believe he's the greatest president of all time. You must believe there is no one better. You must believe he is speaking fluent English. You must believe he is young and vibrant and the everyday working man, even though he's been a politician his whole life on a salary of like $200,000 per year and has like $10 million homes, but don't ask any questions. Shut up. I mean, that's crazy. Now we're not, listen, we can say the same thing about all candidates, but this is the weirdest thing. I've never been alive in a time where the media and all these powerful agencies are forcing, are telling me that I must like this one person that, listen, for what it is, I mean, he's not the most charismatic, like the guy's like falling apart in front of our eyes. But like, why are they telling me I must love this guy? Why are they telling me that if I don't vote for this guy, I am a threat to democracy and they're going to come after me? Why? Why is this happening? Are these not questions that every apolitical person is asking themselves? This is wild. Not okay. Stay out of our elections. Just stay out. What is so difficult about that? Why is this like a new thing? Like, it feels like ever since 2016, there's all these different agencies and bureaus and powerful people involved that just need to chill. Can the peasants vote? Isn't that what a democracy is? A constitutional republic? Let us elect our representatives without interference, without whichever way we want to go? I don't understand why that's so crazy. And then the, the number one feedback I'll get from this is, oh, now you're, you're diehard. Oh, you're a MAGA writing stream. Uh, this perspective is the most unbiased apolitical perspective of all time. It, like I said, if that was Biden, let's go back in time. If it was a Bill Clinton, if it was George Bush, if it was John Kerry, I don't care if it was Mitt Romney, Obama. You cannot do this on any side of any politician. You can't say you're going after one of the main, one of the main two parties which means you're only leaving one party, which is a one-party state, which then becomes a dictatorship. I've never seen a country want to become a dictatorship. This is bonkers. This cannot happen. We must come together, and we must just have uh, elections are the most free and fair elections of all time, but we're going to get involved and tell you you must vote one way. It's never been more uh, objective and secure. What? I, now I'm just not buying it. This is so weird, man. So that's real, and I want to share that with you because you got to know what's going on. Now, we got a lot to get into, a lot going on in this world. Um, Bidenomics is working really well. Uh, bankruptcies are at all-time high, but don't ask any questions. But we're going to get into that in a little bit. First things first, why can't we all get behind this idea? This whole thing with the border and like 18 million people coming in and uh, uh, illegal immigrants, people who come in against the law are getting priority or over Americans who've lived here forever and are like veterans. I I, I feel like it's upside down. I don't understand that logic. Am I missing something? Sure. We should care for as many. First of all, we should have the greatest legal immigration program of all time. If you're talented and you want to contribute to society, we should recruit every single person legally. Why the same people who want all these illegal immigrants who wouldn't go to a restaurant next to an American who wasn't vaccinated and didn't have a vaccine passport are willing to have 7 million people come in the country that not only probably is not vaccinated against, uh, against COVID, they're probably not vaccinated against anything. They definitely didn't take the childhood schedule of 77 vaxes, but that's cool. That's fine. You're okay being around them? The hypocrisy is mind-blowing. I don't understand that. You cannot sit in this restaurant unless you are vaxxed. Well, what about these 7 million other people? We need to protect democracy. 
uh, has nothing to do with democracy. You are far right extreme. What are you talking about? How do you know my political views now? Trumper. Like what? What is going on? Okay. We need to get like some sanity check back in this world. This is just, I'm, I'm bewildered. I'm, I'm just mind blown. Okay. Mind blown. I can't even believe that's real, but why can't we get behind the fact that how about children who are American get priority over illegal immigrants, especially children that play in a youth football program in a in a poor neighborhood, which keeps these kids off the streets in a lot of cases and gets them scholarships, gets them focused, get like a brotherhood, have good coaches and mentors around them. Maybe a lot of them have one parent homes. Shouldn't we want the best for these kids prior to, I don't know, people who were let out of a jail in Venezuela? Is that is that cool? How about anywhere who came, who broke the law to come in and these children are American and they just want to play football, but because you're letting in so many people, they have to create a migrant and illegal migrant shelter. You have to shut down the football program. So this is a video. I'll walk you through it because there's not a lot of people talking, but it just breaks my heart. I don't know why we can't get behind kids. Why can't we just love kids and protect children? I thought there would be one topic we can all get behind, and that is protecting kids. Apparently, that's not, but maybe that'll change. Breaking. This, this is from Tony X2. Breaking. This Chicago youth football program is being kicked out of their neighborhood field house so it could become a migrant shelter on Monday. The players and over 600 residents showed up to protest. Do you support them? So I just want to play this because... So, I mean, these kids are wearing their uniforms. They are walking through. You got all people clapping from all different backgrounds and they just want to play ball. We got to protect kids who want to play ball. Now, I don't know why it's not going. Maybe we can get it. Um, let me just reload it real quick. But they just want to play football, man. And literally, especially in in poor neighborhoods, that's what keeps them on the on the path to success, to have a better adult life and contribute to society. Look at all them. They're wearing their... Look at these little kids. Look at these youngins. That could be the next Deshaun Watson in his prime. Not now. Hopefully, they'll turn it around. But look at these kids, man. They just want to play football. Everyone's cheering them. All different races, religions, <clears throat> political beliefs. It has nothing to do with any of that. These are children who are trying to play football. <clears throat> and you're telling me an illegal a person who broke the law to come in gets priority over these little, look at these little children. They just want to play ball. This could be a career for one of them. You never know. This could strain one of their lives out who otherwise would have went down the wrong path. Yeah, you give it up for those kids. Let them play football. Please let them play football. So do you support them? Hell yeah, we support them. Of course we support them. Don't you? Are we alone on this? I don't think so. So I had to play that because we need to get this message across. We need to bring the people together. We need to bring sanity in before we lose the foundation of the greatest experiment, the greatest startup of all time, the United States of America. It definitely feels like it's in jeopardy, 100%. And it seems like it's intentionally being put into jeopardy. And so we need to come together case by case locally protect the kids don't let this happen stand up speak out and that's why i do this podcast and that's why i just ask you to share this podcast because the further and faster this message 
travels in the ether, the better chance we have of keeping the very foundation and the principles that is given all of us, many of you listen from all over the world, but at least in America, it is phenomenal. Of all the types of societies that have been around, this one is probably the greatest success and it used to be, or at least it felt really free until recently, and most free and can be most free of any society that's ever been tried. So why are people just trying to destroy it? I don't know. But we need to at least fight for it. We need to fight together and realize it doesn't matter who you vote for. It doesn't matter what you think about uh, being uh, pro-abortion or pro-life or any of that stuff. It doesn't matter where you're from. It matters. It, none of that matters. What matters is, is do we love each other? Do we want to have a great society? Do we want to walk in our streets and have no crime? Do we want our children to play sports if they want to play sports? Do we want to prioritize our very citizens first and foremost over people who break the law to come in? That is not a controversial take. That's not even a political take. That is just a obvious thing. I don't, when did this become non-obvious? I don't get it. So, yeah, we, we stand with those kids 100% forever. So please share the Jonathan Kogan Show wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, the Rumble channel, and on X at K-O-G-Z. Okay. So a few things we got to get into. I mean, this is just, it's just crazy. You know, we're going to skip over this one. So uh, this, so I thought this was interesting because it mentions a, a lot of different bullet points of what's going on right now and the risks. And Elon Musk responded to this. I'm shocked that Elon Musk commented. And when he comments, it gets more reach because he is, has like 160 million people following him. But he wrote, this is the real Elon. He wrote pretty much this, 159 million. So this guy, Robbie Starbuck, is saying all this stuff is happening in America and is concerning. And Elon said pretty much. So he says, understand what time it is in America. Trump is being prosecuted by Biden's regime, plus multiple state level Democrats. Do you believe they literally said for like four years that Trump is going to go after his political opponent opponents? You know, he's going to use the law against them. He's going to try to jail them, all this stuff. It's literally the exact inverse. It's 100 percent opposite. That's not I'm not saying that support of Trump at all. I'm just saying it just is the very opposite of what they said. They are doing the very thing they said he was going to do. I find that pretty funny. Next, every agency and government has been weaponized to investigate Elon Musk because he's trying to level the playing field online to empower citizens. So now they're going after him. I think they're they're suing him for SpaceX for not hiring illegal immigrants, even though he's like not allowed because they contract with the government. They're now going after his a Twitter acquisition now. Uh, they're using the law. They're, it's warfare, lawfare. Newsweek just broke the, we just shared with you. Newsweek just broke the story that the FBI is both investigating Trump voters and treating them like terrorists by using the same types of tools they used against ISIS. DHS and CISA, uh, CISA, use proxies to censor influencers like me and Charlie Kirk for opposing Democrats too effectively. Grandmas, including one with cancer who thought they were allowed in the Capitol after police waved them in, were thrown in prison over January 6th despite zero violence. Soros DAs are releasing pedophiles and criminals to carry out re record crime. Over 7 million illegal immigrants have entered our country under Biden. Only 14 states have populations greater than 7.4 million. So at least 7 million come in. We don't know the illegal because we don't come in contact with them. So it's well over 7 million. Only 14 states have populations greater than 7.4 million. 14. So there's more people that have come in than the vast majority of states in the United States, than like 36 of them. 
Schools are grooming kids about so-called social justice, gender identity, and sexual topics, including books with porn in them, while hiding it all from parents. People fear saying they vote Republican despite Republicans winning the 2022 popular vote because they know they can lose their jobs over it or be ostracized. Doctors are giving kids sex changes with the full support of the White House, including on children of our troops. Doctors lose their licenses over disagreeing with the narrative of the Democrat. That that one is just crazy. I can't believe that's a thing. Doctors are losing their licenses over disagreeing with the narrative of the Democrats. Doctors have nothing to do with politics and narratives and, and political parties. It's based on science. Trust the science. They should just be doing science. And the very people that are saying we're going to unify and bring people together are the ones that make everything into a political issue. It's the Republicans that do this. It's because of Trump. Everything. Every, the sun. Why is it sunny today? Because Trump did it. Like, what? Why, you know, doctors? Like, why are they losing their license? Because they're MAGA. What? Uh, no, I'm just a doctor here trying to do it. If you don't give the kids Ozempic, you will lose your license. Capiche? All right. Banks, big tech, and online transaction services have banned prominent influences for the crime of being conservative. Inflation and interest rates are destroying our economy in ways that we'll be dealing with for over a decade. Well, not that might not be true. Binomics is crushing it. Uh, 80 to 90% of Congress represent their own interests and lobbyists instead of people. Big tech companies manipulate what the public sees to sell the Democrats' narrative. Soldiers were fired by the thousands for being conservatives who didn't want the jab. They even denied uh, religious exemptions. People who are put through public struggle sessions if they can't if they say men can't be women. The DOJ and Democrats DAs are deploying lawfare to bankrupt prominent Trump officials and supporters. College kids won't get into schools if they express any conservative views, and many will be failed in classes if professors find out they're conservative. Parents were treated like terrorists by Merrick Garland and the DOJ for protesting school boards over COVID and the sexualization of children. Professional programs to become doctors and nurses are adding steps to screen for ideology to eliminate conservatives. Many do it in sneaky ways. Um, doctors do it with requirements to get the, the vax in order to get a residency. Some states pass laws to take custody from parents who don't affirm the new gendered identity of their kids and even legalize kids running away to their state to get an abortion section. So this goes on and on and on. And he write, oh, BLM and Antifa members receive multi-million dollar settlements after burning down cities with riots and looting for a year because their modern day brown shirts and that the Democrats had to reward and ensure that, he, that they would do it again in the future. So this is definitely a political and biased uh, post here. Okay, we need to, a lot of this definitely is biased. Uh, focus on being like, this is a Republican view of the country for sure. But the reason I'm reading it is because there are legitimate concerns about each one of these. It's written in a very like, you know, all Democrats are bad. You know, we don't, we're not political on this podcast. So like, we understand that this has a major slant to it. This has a major, major slant, but many of these things are very concerning. And when you have the most successful entrepreneur of all time, commenting on something like this, that's a bold thing to do. That means that we are approaching dangerous territory because you're really putting your reputation out there to comment on something that is being this direct and harsh. Okay. Not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying people probably need to be talking about some of this stuff. And so then he goes on to say, our future is closer to Russia under Stalin, Cuba under Castro, China under Mao, or Venezuela un under Maduro than we are to the ideals of our constitution. We're living through the in intentional destruction of the country we know and love. Why? Because communism never becomes a reality without chaos, destruction, and separating kids from their parents. 
America won't survive unless, see, this is the bias part, unless public Republican politicians get serious and recognize how far down the road to hell we are. It's not time for Fox News hits where you get the one-liner off that you hope to fundraise off of. It's not time for another hearing that goes nowhere. It's time to use every level of power you have to crush these new age communists. And yes, I mean communists. It's time to be ruthless. Communism is no longer just about state ownership of the means of production because there's no need to own it all on paper when corporations do everything you tell them to and fund your political pet projects. In fact, this tactic ushers new age communism in faster because such a large chunk of the population doesn't realize what's happening yet. Communist control tactics plus a a surveillance state and a technocracy that they control is more powerful than communist dictators like Mao could have ever hoped for. But they don't call themselves communists. Yeah, neither did Castro. He said he was just a humanist who cared about social justice, free health care, and racial equity. Sound familiar? He only admitted to being a communist after he amassed enough power to crush dissent. Republicans have one shot to get this right. So, and it goes on. So I wouldn't say, and he goes, Robbie Starbucks, someone whose family had their country stolen once already by communists in Cuba. So very, very harsh, definitely a right wing uh, little post there. We got that. That was biased. But there's legitimacy. There's definitely legitimacy to a lot of it. And we are in dangerous territory, unprecedented territory, almost like the, the economy is being just destroyed on purpose. And that sometimes, listen, we've tried to just be very, you know, labbity dabbity dabbity do with this podcast, but we're still going down the wrong path faster than ever before. So maybe it's time we take it to the level of being this direct, of being this, you know, hard on the topics and just with a right wing, bam, slam. Maybe we have to do that now, you know, maybe being apolitical is not enough, but I disagree with that. We are going to stay apolitical forever. That's why we, we, we are explicit about saying, yeah, clearly that was written by someone who identifies as a Republican. We identify as apolitical. But the issues at hand that are clearly destructive to our very way of life has nothing to do with your political party. It has to do with what kind of country and world do you literally want to live in? Do you want crime all over the place? Do you want illegal immigrants that you know nothing about living next to you? I'm cool with immigration, no problem. But I don't get this all of a sudden influx of tens of millions of people and then saying like things that are like, you need to have an ID uh, or verification to get into restaurants for the COVID vax, but for voting in the national election, you don't need an ID. Like, what? What is going on? How's that, how do you even like weigh those two and be like, yeah, that, that makes sense. That Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. We're on the same page. It's racist if you do it in a national election. If it has to do with the vax and Big Pharma and Big Pharma wants it, well, you know, then it's okay. What's going on? Nothing makes sense. Everything's contradictory. Nothing adds up. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. So we just need to realize that there's a lot of chaos going on. It's not good for the peasants. It's not good for us. And we must realize what's happening before it's too late. Because once it's really too late, it's over. It is over, 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 and it ain't coming back. What do you want me to say? Speaking about the national destruction of the economy, I want to read a post from an entrepreneur in real estate. Very respectable guy. Does great. Great ex account. Nick Huber. Very well-known guy at Sweaty Startup. He's a very honest, credible person who's not a doomsday guy, which I'm about to read. Very, you know, straightforward tells it like it is and is an optimist and does not just make up stuff to get clicks 
like in a serious way. He just tweeted this yesterday or X this. Nick Huber at Sweaty Star. Quote, I'm not a doomsday guy. I hated the two years of doomsday talk here from the chicken littles about how the sky was falling. But things are crazy out there right now. If rates stay here for 12 months, we will see a commercial real estate apocalypse. We'll see a lot of foreclosures and big problems in the next six months. The sellers are finally realizing their equity is gone and they are out of time. They are scrambling to sell into the worst market in a long time. They're telling you that everything's fantastic and this is binomics and this economy is the greatest of all time. But don't forget when crises happens like 2008, you're the last to know. And that's an intentional move by the elites. So I am reading that to you to tell you to do your own research, to look into the economy, to look into what's really happening out there and not just eating the headlines that are being fed to you by the mainstream propaganda networks. They are telling you everything's great so they get their money off the table and you're left with the bag. Don't let that happen to you. Be smarter. Outsmart them. Be one step ahead. Go to alternative media. Go to people who are really actually credible in this domain on YouTube, on Rumble, on X. Do not just focus on the mainstream outlets. They are propaganda. It's intentionally to destroy you inch by inch row by row let's make this garden grow so i had to i had to play that for you because that is very important because he doesn't say things like that and so it needs to be taken seriously when he does so the last part i want to get into today is the psychological warfare and why you're hearing about australia right now you know don't forget it was just uh it was just said on cnn and i'll share with you right now well it's just a screenshot but i'll read it so Scott Adams showed this. He goes, the most predictable CNN story of all time. I'm guessing anonymous sources and documents too sensitive for the public to see, LOL. Next, wheel out the worse than Watergate team. So ABC, Trump allegedly shared potentially sensitive info about U.S. nuclear subs with foreign Mar-a-Lago member. And Scott Adams writes, Australian origin, Russians, anonymous source, documents we can't see, same play as the Russian collusion hoax, which was a, um, a hoax. I can't even believe no one's gotten in trouble for it. I can't believe a large amount of people in the country don't even know that the Russia collusion was a 100% hoax created with the Steele dossier from Hillary Clinton and proposed to Obama while he was president. And they knew all of this. And for four years, they still did it. They still perpetuated this on the American people. That is criminal and possibly treason. Possibly. I mean, that is unbelievable. For four years, they said Russian asset, Russian asset, Russian asset. And they made it up the whole time. And so Mike Benz said, he responded and says, remember what I said about Australia. And let me get into this because he does good work. This is Mike Benz at Mike Benz Cyber. So this is why you're hearing that about Australia, how this has Trump with someone from Australia, Australia, Australia. You're going to hear Australia more and more. Why? Because here we go. The notorious Alliance for Securing Democracy. If someone is called the Alliance for Securing Democracy, that means they're most likely ushering in totalitarian controls to be a digital dictatorship. In 2023, that's what that means. So the Alliance for Securing Democracy is out with a new report proposing America copy the social media censorship techniques used in Australia. And here's some screenshots I'll go in through. I'll, I'll read. Important new report by Securing Democracy and ER Reformers uses lessons from other democracies to help ours. Something that isn't done enough. 
to combat disinfo. And the report says lessons from other democracies, ideas for combating mistrust and polarization in U.S. elections. And then here's one of their uh, little diagrams. Strategies from other democracies to combat polarization and disinformation in the United States. All these buzzwords that have been clearly subject to uh, the propaganda that we have been like force fed and shoved down our throats for the last three years, like never before in history. The greatest psyops of all time are literally going on right now and have gone in since the pandemic. So election process, mis and disinformation, providing good information through pre and debunking. Now he goes into this. I won't, maybe I'll play the video at the end talks about that philosophy and how they actually carry that action out. The pre and debunking it's psychological warfare on another level. It's fifth generation warfare, which you can go listen to the podcast we did a long time ago with uh, Robert Malone on this. So it says that, and it says, example, Australia, and then another one, ensuring transparency through impartial observation, example, South Korea. But example is Australia for the one that is providing good information through pre and debunking. Okay. Next one, Alliance for Securing Democracy, proposing a U.S. government operated or funded Australian censorship copycat that has a, quote, searchable database, close quote, of claims to censor during upcoming U.S. elections, like they did last time with Hunter Biden's laptop, which was 100% true, and literally, what was it, 51 officials, like head of CIA and stuff, said, yeah, it was Russian disinformation, and they knew it wasn't, and that they literally did that in a presidential election. Why do they want Biden so bad? It just makes you think. They knew they were lying. They all signed it and said it for an election, and then it turns out to be the exact opposite. They lied. Why? Why do they want this one guy so much? Why? What's going on here? And then this guy gets elected and supposed to be all unity and everyone's going to be together and things get more divided. Everything he says is something about how bad Republicans are and, or something about Trump voters and all this stuff and literally couldn't be more divisive than ever before. And then there's 20 million people coming in illegally. There's just destruction right and left. Like nothing's normal. Why? Why do they want to do this? So here's one of the uh, pages in the report. Australia, a case study on election education campaigns and pre-bunking. Let me zoom in a little bit. So, uh, oh, wow. Analysis from 2022 general election showed that those seeking to cast doubt on the validity of 2022 U.S. elections relied on a core set of false narratives. These narratives, which includes attacks on voting machines, which literally, there's a great, like, 20-minute clip of, like, Democrats in 2016 through 2020 on tape, on video, like a hundred of them on 50 different occasions saying how these could be hacked so easily. These voting machines are a problem. We need to get rid of them. That's how Putin swayed the election. And now they're saying that they're the most safe thing of all time and nothing's more safe than a voting machine. It's a, what? It's, it's unbelievable. Literally, I think it's over 20 minutes uh, by Kanakoa the Great on, on, on X. And they're like, these are corrupt. This is how Putin did it. They're, the mo- they're so insecure. We saw in front of our eyes it was hacked. And now they're saying that if you attack voting machines, you're a threat to democracy. If they, so if you attack voting machines and mail voting and exaggerations of voter fraud reoccur and evolve over time. The cyclical pattern highlights the importance of more effectively preempting and exposing election mis- and disinformation. And then it says, in addition to its social media engagement, in the lead up to the May 2022 federal elections, the AEC launched a searchable database that listed and categorized mistruths 
about about Australian elections processes in a manner akin to many respects to the 2020 CISA's that's that censorship uh, or uh, federal agency CISA's rumor control website, which many states have replicated. Man, I wish I could read this whole thing. Oh, it also says it uh, to help ensure the campaign reach voters. The AEC. Uh, employ two primary strategies. First, it actively monitors social media to provide accurate information to counter false claims before they had the chance to go viral. I mean, this is on another level. They are going all out to control speech, to control what can be said at what time. Like, you should be able to say anything about the elections. Anything. If you don't think it's secure, you Post about it next. Say, I think something happened, or I saw fraud over here. Whatever. Or if you disagree and think it was the most secure election of all time and nothing could be more perfect, be like, these people are crazy. Let me show you why it's the most secure thing of all time. Why we have the most safest and freest elections in the history of the world. Even though Putin swayed the elections, you know, in 2016 and got Trump elected, now it's more safe than ever. Even though Hillary's still coming out saying, we have to worry for Putin choosing uh trump or someone else in the 2024 election yet they're the most safe and secure elections of all time but we have to be concerned that putin's going to sway the elections make it make sense just make it make sense let me continue but don't boil the frog asd cautions they imply their friends in the censorship industry screwed up the dhs's disinformation governance board by not brainwashing the public sufficiently in advance to accept it so they failed in shoving down an Orwellian, like, truth council in the United States of America. Literally straight out of 1984. That is bonkers. Let me read some of the report here. There is a concern that such efforts, and I'm quoting, there is a concern that such efforts can be perceived as too political, underscoring the importance of election and government officials appropriately scoping the effort and clearly communicating its purpose. When the Department of Homeland Security announced the creation of the first disinformation governance board in April 2022, do you believe they did that? <laughs> Nothing that's going on right now is normal. Everything that's happening seems to be at the detriment of the peasants. Everything. So when they, so the creation of the first this disinformation governance board, I can't believe they did that. I can't get over this disinformation governance board in April 2022. That was last year. It did so in a manner that left the scope and mission unclear, opening itself up to immediate criticism. Three weeks after its announcement, the disinformation governance board was paused, and soon after it was shut down. Efforts to counter false election information with factual information should be appropriately scoped at the outset. Oh my goodness gracious. This is real. This is all real. To scare all of us. Since when do we want governments controlling speech and mis and disinformation and what you could say about elections? The, what? In what world has that ever worked out? When have the people who censored everybody been the heroes of society and saved the world? Never. Let me continue. Alliance for Securing Democracy, funded by your tax dollars via the State Department, proposes DHS copy the censorship practices of Australia's DHA, the Department of Home Affairs. Reminder that Australia's DHA was busted, telling Twitter to censor jokes and virtually any government criticism. Matt Taibbi, one of his exes, tweets. <laughs> one of his exes. It's a weird thing to say. What? Ex what? Okay. One of his tweets. We found Australia's Department of Home Affairs asked Twitter to action jokes 
correct medical advice. Okay. You don't want a government to quote unquote correct medical advice. Let's leave medical advice to independent doctors. If that makes me a far right extremist, then so be it. <laughs> you don't want doctors to be told what to do by government. Last time, that didn't really work out so well. Ask the people who were part of Nazi Germany. Didn't work out. So correct medical advice and even mild criticism of the government. Example, that the health minister used, quote, emotionally manipulative language. That was from 523-23, May 23rd, 2023. Another one from Racken News. Oh, it shows the, oh, wow, this is it. This is from, it started as the Great Australian Project, but was renamed the Great Australian Project today. First, Mars 2021, to be clear, it has no relation at all to the recent speech made by the Minister of Health, Greg Hunt, who used emotionally manipulative language to convince Australians to get the, you know, the, the, I don't know why I'm saying that, to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, The left, the DHA worries about a minister accused of using emotionally manipulative language, write the two RTs and eight likes that the tweet received. Here's another one. Oh, this is the email. Forward. Department of Home Affairs, COVID-19 Miss and Disinformation Referrals, February 22nd, 2021. Good morning, GET and COVID teams. The fo- this is an email. The following tweets have been escalated for review by our government partner. Would we be able to assess against the terms of service, please? Thank you. Tequila. You want tequila, tequila? Hey, GET team. I hope everyone is well. Would we be able to get your review of the following escalation from the Department of Home Affairs against our COVID policies, please? Thank you in advance for reviewing this hefty list. Cheers. Tequila. Here, <laughs> oh, this is a joke. This tweet's a joke. It's a. It says not all dick pics are equal. Apologies that you had to see it. And it's a. It's a Australian uh, politician with a mask covering basically his whole face. It says this mask is as useless as me. And they submitted it to Twitter's uh, uh, content moderators or uh, uh, totalitarian uh, speech controllers, whatever you want to call them. Reason for referral. Content is said to have breached the COVID-19 policies and protections in terms of service by claiming that masks are useless. The content includes categories of potentially harmful information explicitly prohibited by Twitter, such as false. The false claim, and uh, so it was a joke, clearly, and they're saying that it's endangering the public, so they're not wearing masks. Yeah. Reminder that Australian censorship practices approximate an almost total police state. Here's a clip. Let's see if it works. Wow, they don't want you to see if there's if there's a protest going on. They want you to understand the world from their oh my god, they're censoring that. That's unbelievable. He goes on to say Australia's government openly floated a law that would require a digital driver's license to use the internet to stop its citizens from spreading misinformation. The US State Department is paying its cut. It's cut out NGOs to lobby for emulating Australian censorship practices here at home. 47 seconds. Okay. When there are powerful people trying to control speech, it is not in your best interest. I promise. This has nothing to do with your political views. I'm just telling you, as a fellow human, when there are people who are very powerful politically, business-wise, and they want to control your speech, they already have all the power, and they want to control your speech, that is not good. That's bad. Bad. Red flag. Throw the flag out, baby. Let's come together. Let's push against this and say no, or at least call a timeout and regroup and call a new play. Something cannot happen. So that is incredible work by Mike Benz. We're trying to, when you see a government becoming totalitarian like Australia was the past couple of years and the U.S. trying to emulate that, 
Oh my, like when you see Bill Gates saying hey, Australia handled it perfectly, their lockdowns were great. Literally, if you walked a mile outside your house, you get beaten to death by a cop. Bill Gates like, yeah, that's fantastic. It's great. Even though their excess deaths are through the roof right now, but hey, don't ask any questions. And the CDC now, I didn't have this story ready, but real quick, the CDC as of September, the end of September, 2023, excess deaths are trending up. They are stopping their reporting right now on excess deaths on the CDC website. I don't have it ready. I wasn't going to get that story, but excess deaths are rising. They're obviously not talking about it. Wonder why. Wink, wink. They are stopping their reporting. Why would you stop reporting on excess deaths? Why? That's the most, why? Why would you stop that? That seems like a helpful reporting to see if things are not working out for humans in your country. Maybe you, you know, something's going on. We can identify something. They're stopping the reporting on excess deaths. And it was increasing. But if you ask questions, you're a conspiracy theorist, right? I just want to get that right. It makes no sense. It's so crazy. Please tell me. Give me an X, tweet at me, at KOGZ, if I'm the one being psychotic here. I need to know. Because about every other day, I feel like I'm losing my mind and I'm alone, and I'm the psycho. Maybe I am. I need to know. Please let me know. Otherwise, I don't know what is going on. So, there's a... You know, we could finish with this. This is kind of funny. Uh, Al Michaels is one of the best... Uh, oops. Is one of the best uh, 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 play-by-play announcers uh, in NFL history. I think he's the best, actually. Al Michaels, he's so good. Um, basically, when you're watching a, a football game, he's the one talking, so you might recognize his voice if you ever watch football. He's just a legend, absolute legend. Well, he just broke some big news, and we're going to end this here. So if you're like me and you don't like vegetables, well, guess what? Vegetables are a hoax. And I knew that, by the way. I've heard, I just listened to a podcast with Paul Saladino and someone else about how they're inflammatory, not good. Well, guess what? It's official. Vegetables are a hoax. Al Michaels is 78 years old and still going strong. Healthy as a bumblebee. Assuming the bumblebees are healthy. Just healthy as a beautiful beautiful person that you can be as healthy as you could possibly be at 70 years old and he proves of what we all thought at least what i thought vegetables are a hoax listen to this wait hold on let's get this going you know what we're gonna reload this bad boy my apologies here let's play it fresh because this is a can't miss all right let's try this again here al michaels explains why he has never knowingly Eaten a vegetable. You know, why does this have to happen in the It's amazing that this incredible story has to have a buffer issue at the end. It's like 20 seconds left. He says, it doesn't look like that would go down well about a carrot. I'm sorry, that buffering issue. As you know, we are a podcast in process, in the making, going global. You're with us from the beginning, and that's why it's so important to be part of this movement. We're raw. We're honest. We tell you what's going on. We have no biases, and when vegetables are proven to be a hoax, we share with you vegetables are a hoax. Oh, and he just finished. that. Al Michaels, the only sports announcer I've covered Super Bowl, NBA Finals, World Series, NHL, Stanley Cups, 70 year old, 78 years old, and healthier and happier than ever before, doesn't, actually has never, eaten a vegetable. It's a hoax. Nobody would know better if vegetables were hoaxes than a sports announcer. Period. And if you question that, we are coming after you. The next cover of Newsweek is saying, if you eat vegetables, we will target you. 
FBI, CISA, CIA, and Joe Biden himself. We will lock you up. We will not give you a trial and we will throw away the key. We don't care if you're MAGA. We care if you eat vegetables. Full stop. All right, everybody, that's the Jonathan Kogan Show. Please subscribe wherever your podcast. Please share with two people. That's all I ask for today. If you made it to the end, share with two people. Do it for the people. Power to the people, the people, the people, the people. Until next time, I love you. Have an amazing day, amazing afternoon, amazing evening, wherever you are in the world. I hope you're having a fantastic time and realize we're just getting this party started. So share the pod. Love you.